and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. That's right, I'm I'm back. I have returned. My travel didn't kill me, but if it didn't, allergy season promises to potentially kill me. What is your favorite allergy medicine, and have you started taking it? What a topic. Let me tell you about my favorite allergy medicine, and in fact, let me tell you about my favorite everything medicine, and also let me tell you about a thing that my wife hates about me constantly. Is it sleep? I don't take medicine. No, I don't take. No, medicine. you're one of my those. Guy. I, I, I don't. I don't believe in this. Is not my tip for the day. I take pollen I don't believe to the medicine. face. I, uh, I don't. I'll like walk That's in such a bad our like, living room, and I'll be like, I have a headache, and my wife's like, take some Tylenol not a sponsor and i'm like no and that's happened like okay, once a week for like you, the past five years <laughs> you both are like that and so like i have headaches i feel like constantly and i just like take tylenol and move on with my day but when tactic has a headache it's like oh my god no, no it's and like then, i have a headache just leave me alone i want to lay down and then i'm like well did you right. take a tylenol and he's like no i'm just like okay well here's what here's what we're doing tactic may i speak for you because i think i know where you're at and it's the same place that i'm at uh we're training what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and, and the only reason i'm not I'm gonna like, uh, it's because she won't leave me alone wow. right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you. coddle i'm not gonna coddle my body and my immune system i'm gonna if there's, if there's a headache i i'm gonna be like all right boys get out there and fight it that's where i'm absolutely. at absolutely allergies same exact thing I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to complain about it. Let me ask it, you a follow-up Or question. just talk about it. Do you, yeah. do you need to take allergy medicine year-round or very, very frequently? Or is it just when it's like at its peak where you're like, maybe I need it? There's probably like two weeks out of the 52 weeks a year where I, I feel it. I feel the allergens. And I think we're currently in that week, one of those two weeks. So no, it's not often at all. Well, see, I have, I, I was an all-year-rounder. I took Zyrtec all year round and this is the first year I mean I usually wean off of it in the winter and I get super itchy and it's not a fun time I think I already talked about that but I think and this is a very sad thing I guess but I think without the rabbit I was allergic to the hay and I think without the hay dust in the house I have extended like normally by this time of year I would be popping Zyrtec like mad crazy and I have not yet not, had not to a resort. sponsor yeah not a sponsor but I've not yet had to do that so what if one of these was a sponsor what if you were like talking about zyrtec and then we we're like that's right zyrtec is available everywhere we love it so much i mean if zyrtec wants to back the zyrtec truck up to our house that would be great because it's heckin expensive so when i do need it it's just like my wallet bleeds but right now they are not a sponsor <laughs> you know what they call the zyrtec truck no what the zyr truck it's got okay. a big label on okay. the side and everything. Uh, yeah, it's April. I am back from my trip. I was in the tropics before you ask or before you even wonder. Because Tactic and Nerbomber asked me this. I know I didn't get tan. I might have gotten like one shade darker. When You know when you go to that like Home Depot, again, not a sponsor, and you stand in front of that giant color wall of paints? I might have changed... You went from white to eggshell one, white? Yeah, essentially. I, I stayed on the same card. I got a little bit darker, but it's like, it's almost imperceptible. And then your wife is like, this one's so much different. And you're like, no, it's not. It's the same. You know, that sort of thing. Because of SPF 50. That's why I'm not really that. I'm not tan, but I'm also not really burnt. So overall, I'm happy. And it's good to be back. Is it though? It is. Well, it's good to me put it, me clarify. <laughs> yes. It's good to be back here. It's not good to be like, I had to go to work today. And I was like, what is this about? Are, we're still going like, to do this? You came back and it's like 38 degrees. So well, that can't yeah, be so I, either. I came back and it was actually quite warm. But then like a day later, it was like, you know what? Just kidding. It's still like gloomy and bad. And I was like, that makes sense. But yeah, I, I didn't, as is my tradition, 
I did not listen last week. I know you guys were alone, probably necking again. I don't want to know. I mean, I, I want to know a little bit, but I don't want to know the gory details. I'm going to leave that between you guys and the listeners. But uh, I'm back. We're at full strength. And we have a great episode today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Synthwave Boy, which if you don't know what that is, if you're like me and Tactic comes to you and says, we're going to talk about Synthwave Boy, and I said, I don't know what that is, then pause right now and just do Google it. All you have to do is Google that, those two words, and you'll figure it out in like five seconds. We're going to be talking about HBO Max, or as it's soon to be called, Max. And we're going to be talking about the Marvels, of course. But before we get into all of that, special honeymoon edition of... I still, I, haven't, I still haven't named this segment yet, I feel like. I'm open Illegal's to Roost. It can be the Illegal's Roost. I want, it to, I want an acronym. Is that an unreasonable... Like, I want an acronym that spells something, you know? We'll, we'll call it the Illegal's Roost for now, but I feel like that's subject to change. Anyways, this week's is a two-parter, all right? Because I didn't want to be... Exclusatory is not a word. I didn't want to exclude anyone from the advice, okay? And so, it's there are two pieces of advice. They're both related. The first one is for people who are a part of a couple. Hey, that's me. Yeah, you guys both qualify. I qualify. Anyone who's a part of a couple and is traveling qualifies for this. It's pretty simple. I don't know if you guys did this when you went on your honeymoon, which was last year. It's self-explanatory. When you're going on your honeymoon, I'm walking, I'm walking through the airport with my wife and I turned to her and I said, look, whenever we have an opportunity on this trip, we're going to tell anyone who will listen that we were on our honeymoon. Do you know why? Free stuff. Free stuff. Free stuff, baby. Our first flight down to the tropical location we were going to got upgraded to first class just because we said that we were on our honeymoon. What is first Sheer class happenstance. Like? I have never been. At 5 a.m. on a flight that is that lasts like an hour and five minutes, it's really not much of anything. It's not like the movies. I, let, me, let me temper your expectations immediately. It was great. Don't get me wrong. And it was a really cool thing that like, we got upgraded. But it's not. It's like the seats are bigger and they serve you a drink before takeoff. Wait, it was only an hour and a half flight? It was two flights. Uh, we only got upgraded to first class on our first flight, which was the shorter flight. We had like a four and a half hour flight after that. And then we sat we sat in coach with the, you know. The peons. With the plebes. With the plebes. Yeah. And that was fine. So yeah, that's tip number one. When you're traveling and you're the couple, always say, I'm going to be saying I'm on my honeymoon every time I travel with my wife now. And I'll, don't get me wrong, I'll be lying. But this brings me to my second piece of advice, which is <laughs> even more exclusive. This is advice for anyone who works for an airline. So if you're out there, if you listen to the podcast and you work for Delta or American or United or even Frontier, I don't, I don't know, comp first class. That's And I'm going to shout out the specific airline that this happened, uh, Delta Airlines. John Mulaney does a whole bit about Delta Airlines and how bad they are. But let me fly in the face of that and say Delta is great. And nice because pun, this guy comp is first class, uh, t- yeah, you're, yeah. I, I was about to say I, I podcast for a living, but that's not even true. But I wanted to sound like I knew what I was talking about. But Delta comp is first class. It probably cost them like two cents to do that. They probably didn't even cost them anything. Cause I don't even think we got any of the fancy drinks. Cost them no money to do it. But now whenever I'm going to choose flights, like if I'm going somewhere for work or something, I'm going to choose Delta because they did a nice thing. It's a win-win situation. That's my point. Say you're on your honeymoon and fly Delta. I guess that's my other piece of advice. But if also, if you work for an airline, comp first class. If the first class isn't full, just like look for people on their honeymoon and give them first class. Let's spread the joy of that. Or just look for people and give them first class. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be honeymoon couple. It could be anybody. If first class isn't full, fill it up because you're going you're gonna to earn some goodwill. Hey, I say you just buy drinks for everybody but the pilot. 
Because it'll be a party. Right. Well, that might get expensive. I don't, have you ever bought a drink on an airplane? This is a side topic, but have you guys ever bought a drink on an airplane? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it, I don't, it doesn't feel good for me. Well, I the cups once. are tiny. I got a little bottle of wine and I think it costs like 18 bucks or something. I don't even know. I've done two. One bought it for me. I told everyone, I just turned 21. Did you say it like that? Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's really unfortunate. <laughs> and so like elderly people would like buy me booze on planes because so they were is like, this like get this kid drink. Is this tip section just how to be shysty on airplanes? I think for this week, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And I'm proud of that. Yeah. Uh, let's look. We need to take these airlines for all they're worth. Shout out to Delta Airlines. I, I don't know if I, I don't I don't know if shysty is the right word. Thrifty. Is that better or is that worse? I mean, when you get into like lying territory, I feel like that's firmly planted in the shysty, but... Cagey. I don't know. Be something on an airplane. Try to get old people to buy you free drinks. Is that what you're saying, Technic? An old, was it specifically an old person bought you a drink because you had just turned 21? Yeah. Wow. I tried I tried milking it. It worked the first time, so I tried it again a couple of other times and it worked again and then I stopped. You got out you got out before it got too hard. Yeah. Well anyways, shout out to Delta Airlines. Proud of you. I'm proud of us for going on our honeymoon. It was amazing. No further details at this time. I'll give another update and what are you up to Wednesday. But for now, let's talk about the Marvels. Because this is this is a big deal. This is, I think you could probably say this is the biggest story we have this week. Or at least the biggest one we're talking about. We so this we got a trailer last week. We of course see Captain Marvel. We see is it Monica Rambo? I think it is. And Kamala Khan. The three of them purportedly. So they're the Marvels. We have reached the point, And I don't know if you guys are at this point too. I think this is one of the bigger jumping off points of like, this is a movie now where they have a TV show character who I did not watch the show. I do not know who this is. And she's going to play a major role. So this is another decision point, very similar to the Mandalorian where I'm like, all right, am I going to go back? Am I going to watch that show? I can, is, it, is the show Miss Marvel? Is that what the show is called? Yes, I believe so. Am I going to go back and watch that? To watch, Well, I'm, I'm not even going to pose this question. The answer is no, I'm not going to do that. But I, what I'm wondering is, is are people going to? I feel like you probably don't need to. We haven't watched it yet either. I feel like we will end up going back and rewatching it, or I guess watching it for the first time. But I feel like they have to bridge the gap somehow because they can't assume that everybody has Disney Plus. They can't assume that everybody's watched it. So they're going to have to introduce her again in the movie in some way. And I think that they'll be able to do that because she's obviously going to be a new character to Captain Marvel and Monica. Like they are going to have to meet and explain who she is. From the trailer too, we know that they obviously haven't met yet because she like teleported into her room. And so she was like, where the heck am I? So we know that that hasn't happened right. yet. If you haven't seen this, the series. So we're good there. We haven't missed anything there. There was like a couple like, easter eggy things that link the show to the the movie that i was reading about but all in all i i think it should be safe to just go in and watch this without any pre-context now and I, yeah i think you're probably right and i think that there is room i mean how many movies have we seen where like the character a character can serve as the audience right captain marvel can say who the heck are you and then you know kamala khan is telling both her and the audience Right. So it's it's not a hard thing to work around necessarily. It's just it, it's less about the explanation and more about if that's what they're going to do, then why make the show at all? Like, I, I don't want to get into that, those existential weeds quite yet, because there are little things I want to talk about this trailer. But like, it's dollar sign. I know. I think <sighs> I think it's a way to flesh out backstories and origin stories for characters without having to make a movie. Yeah, I don't think they felt that Kamala Khan had like movie worthy, I guess, intro, which I think is 
not fair because I think she did, but I'm not a decision maker at Marvel. I think what's interesting about this movie too, in terms of tying it back, because even like Monica has a very big part in WandaVision. And that's how she she got her powers in WandaVision. And I think because, I mean, one of my biggest critiques of Captain Marvel is not even like I know people are like ragging on Brie Larson for her portrayal of Captain Marvel I don't understand that I didn't think she was a bad Captain Marvel I think the character was just misused I think after the origin story movie they just kind of like had her go off and disappear and then brought her back in in weird pivotal moments without any explanation it made her super powerful I was fighting other stuff yeah and I think what this will do because she kind of has been an absentee character in all of the other movies aside from you know pivotal fight scenes i think by bringing her in and you know now introducing her to two characters that tie into that disney plus universe which almost feels like a separate entity at this point i think that because she's going to be hella confused just like all the people who didn't watch the disney plus shows that's how they're going to bridge the gap i agree for for the record like i think she's been misused I, i think i think the original the captain marvel the first movie was like pretty good and in fact yeah maybe better than it was given credit for at the time i agree people were just and, hating on brie larson for some reason right i don't have a problem with her either but i agree like in particular when she shows up in Endgame, which you know spoiler alert but also everyone on the planet seen that movie at this point like it just feels so meh and like not like and she's and like you said she's so powerful she's too powerful she's she's in superman territory which you never want to see now there's a couple other things here. Clearly, I mean, between this and Secret Invasion, like they're rolling the red carpet out for Nick Fury. There's gonna be a lot of Fury content coming up here, which I feel generally good about. But that's another character I think they're gonna have to explain a lot about. Like, hey man, where were you? There's a lot going on. Well, he's <laughs> you, been doing you some went like away. weird stuff too. And we're gonna find out about that. I guess is what the the principle is here. But yeah, I mean, we got this. We got the spoiler that like he had like Kree's soldiers stepping in on as him right but why because we just complained about captain marvel being like i was off doing more important stuff it's like why didn't we see the more important stuff like you can make the same exact argument for nick fury so i'm curious how that's all going to shake out but also i'm curious about cats let's talk about cats first oh there's an army of cats there's going to be an army of cats is that am i am i correct in drawing that conclusion from the two seconds of this trailer where we saw a bunch of cats are they all going to have it's the same conclusion I drew, so I I concur. Army of cats, tentacles, and they're all gonna have yeah, the, like the tentacular like protrusion. I don't know. The cat has a name too. I cannot think of it because I was in the first Captain Marvel, but I don't remember the name of the cat now. Isn't it like Snowball? I feel like it's Snowball from well, Mister Whiskers. It, no, or the, the it's cat. A cute yeah, name. the cat's not the cat's not white, so. I feel like it's like goose or something. I don't know. Someone fact check us on that. <laughs> Drop us a line, a line on Twitter. At OW League Lady 6, at OW Tactic, at OW Nerd Bomber, and our main show account at Online Warriors 1. What's the name of that cat? Someone someone can, can check into that for us. But yeah, you know, I there's things about this that I really like. I love space. I I think Brie Larson is still is still good. I think I agree. I think people have been very hard on her. I'm always gonna want to watch Nick Fury. I think he's always a compelling character. They're really, and I think the trailer did some interesting things in terms of like, we get it. It's, there's a multiverse. Like, I feel like they were reminding us again and again, like there's multiverse stuff happening. It's like, yeah, we know what's going on. Like we've, we're, we're in, at least to some extent in this ecosystem because we're a part of American society. Every time they go back into multiverse stuff, 
I don't or even like know tele- teleportation y stuff. Was it multiverse or was it just teleportation? Because obviously like it's the same people. Like they're not pulling different versions of the same people, at least in this trailer. You know, they still have the same memories. It's more and, like quantum stuff. Yeah. I think, you know, doing that and so to collect my thoughts a little bit, I think in this trailer, if you would not have told me this tied into the greater MCU and you know, I didn't watch Disney Plus. To me, this almost seems like a standalone Captain Marvel type movie. And I kind of like it. Like, there's no connection necessarily to the Avengers. I know, obviously, these characters are all connected to the Avengers and the MCU in some way. But, like, they don't really mention it. Captain Marvel has been herself removed from the Avengers and that entire plot line for so long. And Nick Fury, obviously, like, the real Nick Fury has been removed from that plot line for so long that I'm kind of hoping that we get something that doesn't tie into the greater MCU and it's just kind of like a fun, weird teleportation energy superpower vibe thing. And we learn about the alien subplot that isn't necessarily connected to the multiverse because I don't give a hoot about the multiverse. I really hate that. That's the direction well, we're going better, in. I was going to say, you better start giving a hoot about it because like, where we're all going. If it's just like an alien storyline, if there's like a side storyline to the greater MCU, like if it almost branches off and we get an alien storyline, like the creator storylines yeah that would be cool to me because that's what i liked about the original avengers so it's a hundred percent going to be a continuation of the kree storyline we right. know i'm just i'm just saying i hope it doesn't tie back into multiverse crap because i don't want that have it be a separate story yeah and i agree i think that's what they're going to do we we know who the the main villain's going to be it's going to be she's going to be played by zawe ashton and according to IMDb, it's saying that she's cast as Darben, who is a Kree emperor. So you already know that you, you've seen, we've gotten snippets of the weapon she's using, which is a sort of a galactic weapon. It's called the Cosmopole. So we, we, we know that that's all kind of supported and fixed on that, assuming I, the IMDb allocation of her character is correct, because that's the, the comic version of Darben is a, is a male character. And they switch it to a female character, which I think I like. I like that they're very focused on strong female characters. And in the first one, it was sort of man versus woman, which seems like it was taken weird. Like people didn't like that. And I mean, the internet, you know, yeah, the internet gets angry. I, I prefer, I like that they made Darben a female character because now it shows that she'll kick anybody's ass, independent of gender. So way to go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, I mean, and it sounds like you did some research, because I was actually going to mention, and I think a kind of a pivotal question, a pivotal way of answering the question you posed, Nerbomber, which is, you know, how much is this going to hinge on multiversal stuff? It depends on who they're fighting. And like, if you watch the trailer, at least based on my memory, you don't really see them fighting a lot of folks, or and like the villain is not introduced. It's more so just like hijinks associated with them teleporting with, with each other which I like, I like that's that. a big part I, I think it's fine i'm just saying who they're fighting is going to be very important to in determining where this is going in the last bit of the trailer something else when they're in like a cockpit fighting someone that's that's where where we see uh darben fighting the marvels it's it's her it's, so it's you just got a kind of quick glance to see it that it's a different actress well this is uh i think it's coming this fall november 10th I think only I in theaters. Which I always one. find it, and it, uh, it says only in theaters, so you have to go to the theater to watch it. I hate when they do that. It's not going to be only in theaters. I can see it whenever I want. Afterwards, you know, I will say like I am behind on the Marvel movies. I haven't watched the new Black Panther. I haven't watched Ant Man. I feel like there's another one that we haven't watched as well. Did you see Multiverse of Madness? We did see that, and I think you know. 
I obviously I'll catch up on them eventually, but I think I would actually watch this one relatively soon after its release just because it looks a little bit different at least. It kind of has the vibe to me. You know, um remember when Guardians first came out, the very first one and like you could instantly tell it had a different vibe from where the rest of the MCU was trending at the time. Like it wasn't part of the it was fully an offshoot yeah it was fully an offshoot and this kind of has that vibe and i know like i said they're interconnected still but it kind of has like an offshoot feel and that's what i want that's what i need so bad i just want fun movies that i don't need to do homework for did you see the eternals that's the one that we were missing yeah i didn't see that one either that was and that was like i think multiple years ago that one at this point but i don't know how important that is you know like i didn't see it and i've seen things since then and like who cares well that's the thing too like Watching this one, and I guess the same can be said for Black Panther, but watching this trailer, like, you know, Captain Marvel is going to be a pinnacle moving forward in some capacity. And Nick Fury is also like a big character. So, you know, it's going to like matter. Whereas like the Eternals, who even knows what's happening with that? Did that matter? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. As far as Wakanda Forever, I saw 15 minutes of it on playing on someone else's seat back on the plane on one of my flights. I do like I have to sit and down it and looked watch fine. it. <laughs> I do have to sit down and watch it. I feel like that's a good movie and I need to just dedicate the time to it. But it's also a long movie and that's partly why I haven't dedicated the time to it. Was it like deemed good? I actually don't know how that wound up doing on the review cycle. I can't remember. It was deemed important. I don't know if it was deemed good. You'll have to report back. That's there's your homework. I knew I knew you wanted stuff. So yeah, the the Marvel's uh November 10th, apparently only in theaters. But that's really, that's not actually true. I'm just reading the tweet where it says that. Let's move on to Synthwave Boy, which I know what you're thinking. One of us has become a superhero and that's our superhero name. No. I make a laugh. Not quite. Reach, like there's... Oh, I, I hated that. I really hated that. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I thought it was interesting. So d- who here knows about Lo-Fi Girl? Because I'm going to be, I'm going to out myself here and say... You don't know Lo-Fi Girl? I don't know Dude, Lo-Fi as someone Girl. Who, I don't like, listen to Lo-Fi. You it's, should. It, oh my goodness. It's such a chill like work vibe. Like I, I just like, like can grind. You're the type of person who loves music without words for working, which is why you like music scores and stuff like that, like movie, film. And they do covers of everything. I feel like you could could get into lo-fi music and it's just good. It's just a different vibe than listening to film scores and game scores. It's just a different vibe. So when you're looking for something that isn't necessarily like going to get you sweaty, because like, I got to be honest, some of the film scores and game scores that you listen to, like that would make me kind of tense when I'm working. I'd feel like I'm on like a spy adventure and I would feel like it depends what you want. Check out lo-fi. It's not going to get you sweaty. It's not going to get you sweaty. Okay. But counter argument. Sometimes I want to be sweaty. Right, but like, sometimes you some, don't. Sometimes, sometimes I'm coding and I'm like, I need to write this thing fast and good. And like, I put on like some sort of techno bop or like some intense movie score, like, you know, Dark Knight or something. And it gets me there. Other times I need to put on some very smooth, classical, soothing stuff. But movie scores can fill every single one of those voids. Lo-fi is lo-fi. Like, it's a very specific thing. I don't want to call it elevator music because that feels diminutive and that's not what it is. But like... Is it not akin to that? Is, is it not akin to when you're walking around like a Walgreens? You hear you're that. speaking out of ignorance. And I want you to do a homework <laughs> and okay. just listen to it. And then you can, and then by all means, you can call it elevator. Yeah, I want you the next time you're throwing down some code on the old clicker clackers. 
I want you to put some lo-fi in for like 15 minutes. Just give it a give it a whirl. The old clicker clackers. I I, I don't have a clicker clacker. I, I think my people at my office would kill me if I had one. I, I kind of wish I did though. That's I mean, besides the point though. Any keyboard kind of clicker clacks, no matter how quiet it is, you're clicker clacking. Yeah, but the really clacky ones. <laughs> I want one of those. I'm not going to lie. Lo-fi girl. She's a character on a YouTube channel, which I believe is called Synthwave Radio. And something crazy happened on April 10th. So at this, as we're recording this, it was last week. She disappeared. So, 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 well, hang so on. this Ruan. channel. Ruan. Yeah. Ruan. This, so so p- picture this. An animated girl with headphones on, just clicking and clacking, as Nerd Bomber calls it, on her computer. And in the distance, there's a normal blue light that's always on in a window in the distance. It starts flashing, which whatever, fine. Then all of a sudden... She turns to it, looks at the window, says, what's, what's going on over there? Bam, she's gone. The internet goes nuts. Where did she go? Where is Lo-Fi Girl? What was that flash? Was it, a, was it an SOS? What were they single? People tried to decipher, what was this code? It was a code. It was Morse code. It took them to a website, said something's coming. What's coming? Then, all yeah. of a sudden. I feel like we've become a true crime podcast. We start I love to this move, vibe. We start to zoom. We start to zoom in into the window closer 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 we're in a room all we see is a door no one knows what this door is just staring at the door the the time's clicking the date's moving all of a sudden a character starts making some noises appears on the screen the character then goes to the door opens it up we're in a new room intro synthwave boy a new channel has been born and and his dog and his dog and like possibly the most important character in all this lo-fi girl has a cat also this is a important note the the reason why i wanted to talk about this what a freaking awesome way to introduce a channel you've you've not only hyped it you've you've promoted it very subtly you've gotten buzz about it and and so is it a new channel it's a new channel with a different same? style of music. So now this is going to be, instead of lo-fi, this is synthwave, which is a little bit more... So lo-fi's gone. It's a little more no. elevator music-y. No, <laughs> synthwave is not elevator music. So like, lo-fi girl is still there. She came back. Now there's two channels. There's lo-fi girl and synthwave boy. D- different distinct channels based on the vibe that you're going for. Lo-fi girl is more chill. Synthwave boy is more like Rocket League music. And if you've played Rocket League... Beats- you know well, what I'm hey about. hold on it says beats to chill slash game two so you can still chill yeah i mean it is it's still chill music but it's a little more housey yeah if that makes sense but what this let me is- just under- let me understand this so 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 synthwave boy stole they basically changed the name of this channel and then lo-fi girl just popped up on a new channel well lo-fi How did girl they has orchestrate always had- the switch lo-fi girl has always had her own channel video because this is like a 24 hour stream sure but i I thought the video was building up kind of diverted synthwave boy revealing and then they just reveal it and it but you had to switch videos to get to him yeah something you had to switch videos now what's really really cool about this and why it was noteworthy of talking is they've they've introduced a whole lore in my opinion and this is now this is for me personally this is now gonna keep me on tabs well what's what's lo-fi girl up to what's 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 synthwave well, boy up to is there is there i don't know heavy metal cat i'd like to see heavy metal cat what are they doing these days it's world building at its finest and i do agree it's like it's super fun simply whoever did it put the put a lot of thought into it and it's gonna pay off dividends for them whenever the next thing happens i'm hoping for a grandma 
it's gonna be like new age grandma and it's gonna be like like have people looked at the synthwave boy because when you, you look out his window you can see multiple lights in the distance presumably one of those is lo-fi girl but then there's like other windows where maybe there's a grandma no lo-fi girl is you know? the other direction lo-fi girl is in the camera direction so you th- those can't go back those windows can't go back to lo-fi girl it has to like guess so he's so he's sitting right between two windows then is that the theory? twixt two windows yeah twixt two windows so it's just going to keep going on and on and on away from lo-fi girl over to new age grandma and then over to like doo-wop dougie or whatever they call the next guy like doo-wop it's, dougie. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I, so i i agree i think it's really fun i think it's great world building so there's really Morse code was the light was blinking on the window and it read to a website. I didn't know about that part. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I love the internet. Like we've got, we've got ace detectives out there. I swear. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shout out to the people who figured that out because obviously I was a passenger on this journey and I wasn't even really a passenger because I don't listen to this stuff, but yeah, I've, I've only taken the super, time super to cool. learn SOS and Morse code, which if you didn't know, three fast flashes, three slow flashes, three fast flashes that'll save your life one day you're welcome another fun fact about sos before we go to break do you know what it stands for sauce save our ship no it stands for nothing there's like no it's not an acronym so technically i was right (laughs) yeah you were i I also thought save our ship no i think it literally just like because it's like the easiest thing to do because it's just dot 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 dash 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 dot 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 it's easy to do and also easy to recognize they're just like that's it sos baby that's our mayday signal that's a fun fact for you for today, listeners. Here's another fun fact for you. We have a Patreon. We also have a Patreon producer. That's the most fun fact. Mr. Stephen Keller is our Patreon producer. He is our our knight, our stalwart, noble knight. Yeah, he's a knight. And he supports us at the highest of our three levels on Patreon. As a result, he gets this shout out at the midpoint of every episode. He also gets input into the weekly game segment, which Nerd Bomber is hosting this week. And also, he, of course, gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog and the occasional guest spot on the show. There is also a Squire level of support, which gets him access, well, gets anyone who is a Squire access to the monthly secret segment and vlog, and a page level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. All of those details on all of those levels are over at patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Go over there, check out what we have to offer, say hi to Steven, say hi to us, consider giving back to this show that hopefully you've been listening to for a while now. We've been doing it for a while and we enjoy doing it and hopefully you enjoy listening to it. So yeah, thanks again to Steven. Again, it's patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. We're going to take a short break now, come back and talk about Max. <laughs> I'm never going to say that without laughing. We're going to come back and talk about Max. So yeah, uh, stick with us and we'll be back in a second. We're going to take it back a little bit. Back to 1992. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that song, it was like almost on my list, but it just didn't make it. All right, you're bringing in wrestling references now. Oh, yeah, I'm going to bring in a little bit of everything. I heard that song so many times at a strip club. Who hasn't heard it at a strip club? I'm sure it's being played at some strip club right now. I know it's a Christmas song. <laughs> yeah, you went weird on this, Brian. I'm sorry. Oh, this is left field, man. <laughs> I don't care. It is such a great song. What's up, everyone? This is Gomez. And I'm Brian. And we're the dynamic duo and co-hosts of Playlist Wars. A podcast where we, along with a special guest, pick a musical artist, band, or topic, and each create a 10-song playlist that we feel best represents them. Then we turn it over to you to vote for which one of us got it right. You can find us at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. 
All right. Well, May 23rd is coming up. That's in a little over a month. And uh, HBO has done the thing that we've heard they were going to do for a while, which is combined with Discovery Plus and renaming HBO Max to become Max. I'm sure you've all seen the tweets at this point, dragging HBO for this decision. And they're all correct. This is like one of the worst decisions that's ever been made. I don't know how they thought this was a good idea. I mean, to be clear, putting Discovery Plus content onto HBO Max is a good decision because I don't know many people who were subscribing specifically to Discovery Plus. Rebranding the service? You were? Yeah. Why? Uh, My wife likes that. I don't watch anything on there, but my wife likes stuff on there. I don't, I don't, I can't, couldn't say right now what specifically they have that she likes, but there's at least one thing on there that she seeks out. But yeah, I, no, that, that like, part I'm fine with. Putting it on HBO Max, like combining your assets makes sense. Rebranding your asset. Yeah. Is HBO not. is the thing that people go, okay, let's go to the HBO app. Like it's like no one ever calls uh, yeah. it HBO Max. As branding decisions go, it is historically bad. I, what I, if they I, called I don't think there's the any Max. way to get around that. Would that have helped? You need to, I don't think HBO so. Needs to be in, HBO needs to be involved in the title in some way. The fact that it's not, again, is just like, I, I, I don't know. It's going to cost $16 a month, but we'll have several price tiers. I don't fully know. So we have HBO Max through our cable provider. I don't know to what extent that's going to be changing. I assume it probably will, but so I haven't heard anything about it I yet. also, we get HBO Max through our cable provider and I got an email about the change and it basically told me that nothing was impacted for me except for new content. Okay. Well, that's good because that's what I what I was hoping for. But I guess I, yeah, I, I don't understand. This, this isn't a very long story. Like that's, that's pretty much the story. May 23rd, this is happening. I just want to understand why. And I don't know that I can. Like HBO, the brand HBO, like you said, you know, in a basic sense, people are going to seek it out because it's HBO and it has name recognition. It has a lot of prestige television. I'm currently watching Succession on HBO. It's an HBO. It's it's like premium cable. That's what it is. Why you would take that away and just call it Max, which by the way, in and of itself is not a very good name. Well, it's also confusing because like Cinemax, also exists as a premium cable channel that is just very confusing then yeah i it's just like i don't know if it's lack of creativity i don't know if someone forgot about a deadline or something it's just like it's like how how is this what you came up with these are two like multi-billion dollar streaming services probably they're coming together and being like let's make a new name and i guess discovery plus just like had no part in making the new name (laughs) like I, i don't know i mean part of this is like there's discovery plus there's apple tv plus there's you know hbo max like to some extent there's disney plus like to some extent these names are all going to start sounding similar so you can't just call it like max plus because then there's which plus is it but there has to be a better there has to be something better than this you have to have your flagship brand on it it would be like i'm trying to think so disney plus has national geographic stuff correct correct it would be like disney rebranding disney plus to just be national and you'd be like, or just what? No, I think it, I think it's more like, hey, Disney Plus is getting National Geographic content, and because of that, they're just going to call themselves Plus. I, I think it's like that. It's like, why would you? No, you're Disney. Disney is a prestige brand. HBO is a prestige brand. Like, yeah, I'm not saying you should call it Discovery anything or National Geographic anything. You should call it HBO Max. Like, I, I, the thing about it is like. I don't know if this was caused by a kerfuffle of like discovery. It was like, you can't just call it, keep calling it HBO because we're here too now. It's like, no, if they change away from HBO and like take HBO out of the name, it hurts you as well because now people don't know what Max is and they care less about it. I wouldn't be surprised though. There's in life. One thing you learn is that egos tend to, uh, 
sometimes push forward independent of logic. Honestly, though, like at that point, because Warner Brothers owns both HBO and Discovery, correct? That's that is correct. Yes. Yeah, why so, like, would they step in? Yeah, no, at that point, if you don't want it to be attributed to either HBO or Discovery, then you call it WB. Call it Warner Brothers. Yeah, WB Plus yeah. or something or WB Max and then bada bing, bada boom, problem solved. At least it's still I mean, like that a would prestige be, name. Yeah, that would be better than this. But then again, you know what else would be better than this? Anything at all. Like I, I just I can't believe this is what they came up with. It's just it's mind boggling to me. I do think like Warner Brothers. I would I do not think of Discovery or the Discovery Channel as a Warner Brothers property. I I happen to know that HBO is a Warner Brothers property, but that's probably just because HBO is a bigger deal. I don't know. But why I mean, I, I would never associate Discovery with hbo either so even if they kept the name hbo max i wouldn't think initially like oh that's where i go for my discovery stuff you know what i mean i do i just i still think i think discovery needs to assuming they were the ones that threw up a roadblock which is a big assumption we don't know what happened here but like they need to uh step off their high horse and realize that it's in their best interest to glom on hbo and use the hbo name i just i think it's as simple as that honestly i think some of the problem is just, and I know we've talked about this probably ad nauseum, too many streaming services and we're getting too too many slices of the pie. I feel like if you went back, uh, 10 years might even be too far. If you go back though, like eight years ago, because I think that's when like Roku's were just starting to get big and stuff like that. You basically just had Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime was like dipping their toes into the streaming game. And all of the individual companies just put their content on Netflix and Hulu. And I know more options should inherently be good for the consumer. But at this point, because everything is so segmented, we're paying for all of these individual services, which have less content than what we used to be paying for like eight years ago. And again, I understand inflation, whatever, but we're paying more for more services that individually have less content. And it's also just very confusing because some content houses are associated with things that we wouldn't think of like hbo and discovery i would never in my mind before this announcement even think of them under the same roof like it's just very confusing now and it was kind of nice when there was only two what is think about this very carefully what is the best streaming service name right now in the game peacock (laughs) that is a pretty i did had i totally forgot about peacock that's a pretty good answer i mean i think short and concise apple tv plus bam makes sense (laughs) It is not short. It is, it is neither short nor concise. Well, no, because yeah, it's Apple. I, I, it's the Apple TV service, and their original content is what you access under the Plus moniker. My my answer is Hulu because it is short and concise. Like Hulu has the benefit of not having a bigger brand tied to it, and so they can just make up a short nonsense word that's memorable. But it like it works. It sticks. I think it's I think it's the best one. It's the best name, I should say. I think Amazon Prime is also pretty good. But I think Apple TV Plus is is not great. I think Disney Plus is very generic. I think Max is just straight up dumb. And I think Netflix actually sounds kind of dated. Like net like you, that sounds like you're surfing the net in like the nineties. It doesn't have it's a weird connotation with that word. Anyways, I don't know. Warner Brothers, you're really dumb. That's like, I just, I want to talk about this because I just like, I can't believe it happened. And if there's one thing I love, it's watching a company get dragged on the internet. And boy, do they get dragged on the internet, which also incidentally happened with Netflix because of the Love is Blind reunion. Oh, I am, I'm so salty about that still. 
I waited an hour and a half and then I had to use the backdoor method of going to Would you say episode. this is what you were up to? No. Yeah, yeah. We can, <laughs> no, we, I, we I don't can, think this I mean, is of what are you up to? Because like we've talked about Love is Blind. I think this is just more in like terms of streaming. I just want to like make a note that for one of the largest streaming providers in the game, they decided to host the live event for the first time. And just fumbled the bag. And like to see it it. even remotely live, you have to do a weird workaround that you find on Twitter. People like, I know people hate on TikTok, but people were live streaming it on TikTok because only like portions of subscribers were able to even start streaming it on time. So TikTok was like the ultimate savior of the day because I know it's like probably illegal for these people to have been streaming a Netflix show, but they were. They were setting up their phones and streaming the live stream so people could watch it. And it's just like, how do you fumble the bag that bad? Streaming yeah, my is wife just is, she, rough. She, she watched she watched it today and she was like, it wasn't that big of a deal. She's like, it was not a whole lot happened. So, but yeah, it's it. I love watching Netflix getting because like Blockbuster was tweeting like, whoops. And like I, I just think that's I just think that's always funny when that happens. So shout out to Netflix for absolutely blowing it on on the national stage. Let, let's transition to what are we up to? What are what are you up to Wednesday? What are you up to Wednesday? Uh, okay, so yes, that yep, tactic. I think you earned, I mean, you were both good, but I think Tactic really, really took it home there at the end. So why don't you start us off? Okay. So a couple things. The first thing, just because I like to get this out of the way, is the generic, hey, home improvement projects have started. So yay for the weather getting warmer. We're starting to swap out all of our railing on our, on our outdoor patio. And boy, is that fun. But you guys don't want to hear about that nonsense. You guys want to know what I've been playing, right? And so what I've been playing is another throwback on the Game Boy Advanced, abso-freaking-lutely, and that is Zoid's Legacy. This game plays kind of like Pokemon meets Final Fantasy, I guess. It's pronounced Pokemon, but keep going. Where you have to catch all the Zoids, but like it's... Although like, it could just be Pokemon because it's very turn-based, but it's like you have like you have to monitor hit points and, and like your stances and things like that, so... It takes it takes inspiration from a little bit of both, and it's kind of a fun game. It's like really like mind-numbingly fun, where it's like there's not a lot of like puzzles or anything like that. You just kind of play through it, and it's a, and it's a good time. And then the last thing was I enjoyed. I don't care what you guys say, boom or bust. I enjoyed the Netflix Love Is Blind reunion. It was just the absolute cringiness that I came here for, right? I mean, people were saying things that you're just like, shut up, Zach, what are you talking about? Like, you're making everyone uncomfortable unnecessarily. And like, that's why we watch it. We watch it for cringe. And I I thought it was entertaining. So that's been what I've been up to in a quick, concise nutshell. Well, for the record, I always look forward to hearing about your home improvement projects, even even in passing. So keep that content coming. And uh, also, Zoid sounds like a candy from like the 90s. I know that's not what it is, but that's just that's. Come on, you I didn't have Zoids of. growing up, like the actual like did not build have the model. No, and they like you turn. They were like powered with little motors. You turn them on, they like the robots walk. They're pretty cool. No, I I missed the boat on that one. Uh, you you too busy. Honestly, you'd probably enjoy them. P- basically, picture a Lego model that actually like moves and functions. Hey man, there are Lego models that move and function. A lot of them. Right, but like not like this. That's what I was just, doing. Zoids were on were on a different level. Trust me when I say this. They were. They Zoids, were. Just... Zoids were, were. They were on fleek. Were they on fleek? Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say they were that. Okay. <laughs> 
I, I'm going to go next. Uh, obviously, as, as you all know, as I mentioned before, I, I did go on vacation. So I was, you know, doing that. But in the midst of that, I did do a lot of reading. I did finish the first book of the Expanse series. Uh, it was fantastic. I will be continuing that. But I'm taking a little break, a little detour. While I was out at the at the resort, I had my Kindle and I started bouncing around to like library books and unearthed what I think was like one of the most popular books of like 2016 or 2017, I think is when this happened, called The Goldfinch. Uh, if anyone remembers that. Oh, snap. Yeah. I read that this summer. They made a, yeah, they made a movie also that I have not yet seen, but I'm about a third of the way through that one. And it's really fantastic. It's like, it's going from the science fiction kind of popcorniness of The Expanse, which is great, and going directly to The Goldfinch, which I would characterize more as like literature or trying to be literature. It's, it was a bit it's of a hard left turn. literature. It is, yeah. uh, I mean, it won a ton of awards when it came out. It's really, really good so far. I'm really, really enjoying it. So I'm going to be continuing to read that. I also want to shout out Succession, which I believe was... I don't know if we mentioned that before that we got on air or after, but it's the show where Tactic is in. Uh, So Tactic, congratulations on season four of Succession. It's great. The show is really good so far. I can't say much else without spoiling things. He's implying I look like Jeremy Strong, by the way. Uh, You you do. And everyone says so, not just me. Uh, But that show is fantastic. I think we're about four episodes into the new season. This is the last season. So there's a lot of stakes. There's a lot of hype on the line. And then finally, I want to shout out a movie that I watched. Again, kind of an older, came out probably five or six years ago i actually don't know divergent actually i do know it came out in 2014 like the uh veronica roth yep yep we were so my wife and i were looking for a movie to watch and she was like theo james is really hot and then we just started watching it and you know they didn't finish making the movies right well i can see why let me tell you that movie was bad with capital b sorry to all the veronica roth fans out there it wasn't good Did, did your wife by any chance say jeremy strong is really hot I'm just curious. She, she she hasn't mentioned that. And also in succession, like he always like he looks he always looks like tired. Like he's like going he's going through stuff. I mean that track. You look better. You you look better than he does. But uh no, the, the Divergent movie I I'm sure the book is great. I think the premise of Divergent is very interesting, but Divergent the movie was so transparently like oh my god, Hunger Games just came out and it made so much money. Here other people who are not in the Hunger Games just do that. And that sort of like copycat maneuver is so like cloyingly bad and just permeates the entire movie with bad. And I would recommend strongly against watching it, even if you think Theo James is hot, which he is. It's not worth your time or even it's it was free. It was on it was on HBO Max, Max, soon to be known as Max. And it was bad. So would recommend against that. And uh, yeah, that that's that rounds me out for the week. That's that's about it. So I'll turn it over to Nerd Bomber to finish this out. So ironic that you mentioned the hunger games and that old like ya dystopian era so i don't know if you guys have heard but there is actually a hunger games prequel book that came out within the last probably five years or so and i remember i bought it when it came out and then it just sat on the bookshelf well they are adapting that i believe into a tv show not a movie someone fact checked and correct me i think you're right but i'm not positive they are adapting it to some kind of motion picture And so I figured, you know, this is a good time. I should probably crack open that book that I bought 
five years ago and give that a whirl. So I've been reading that and it is a like vast prequel to The Hunger Games where you know Snow is basically a kid still in high school and interacting with the 10th Hunger Games and they're trying to make him a sympathetic character which is difficult to grapple with if you've read The Hunger Games because he's not a very sympathetic character in those books. But so far it's pretty good. I mean it reads a lot like you know the original trilogy of the hunger games and uh can't wait to see where that goes i'm about probably a third of the way in so i've got quite a bit more to go but it's pretty good so far it's it, it's a ballad of songbirds and snakes yes i want to make sure i had that right aside from that we also watched murder mystery 2 i think we mentioned last week or the week before we watched murder mystery finally which is that adam sandler was it good my, my wife wants to watch these and I have we haven't yet. The first one I thought was pretty good. Like you have to go in with expectations that it's an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. The first one I thought was cute. It was kind of like a spoof on, you know, your knives out sort of murder mystery type things. The second one, and Tactic you you can weigh in here as well, but the second one I just felt was a little stupider. Like the first one was dumb humor but it was at least like entertaining and slightly plausible the second one was just like not plausible at all zero percent so the first one had had an idiotic kind of goofball character that was like a tertiary character the second one focused on that tertiary character so you're saying that it went to jupiter to get to get more stupider yeah so like i would watch the first one i think the second one is still worth watching but like really lower your expectations like really i just i didn't think it lived up to the first movie but i guess sequels rarely ever do but jennifer aniston can still get it so hey she can still get it yeah and then last but not least i am playing inscription and i was actually really excited about this i don't necessarily want to go too into detail into what it's about because i feel like it's one of those games where the less you kind of know about it, the better it is. But I will say that it is a roguelike deck building card game. So the entirety of the game is more or less based around, you know, you winning card battles. The card mechanics, at least in the very beginning, are relatively simplistic and easy to understand. But still, you know, there's a level of, you know, having to think and logic it out that is occurring especially as you know you're building your deck as in any deck builder you know there's some strategy into like picking the best cards and how you want to play the game and it has elements of horror so there is an underlying story it's not just you know you go in and you are endlessly playing a card game there is a plot there is a story you're progressing through the game the card game is just the method by which you are progressing through the game like i said i don't want to give a whole lot away i think you know One of the cool parts about the game is discovering things as you continue to play it because there are, you know, new things that unravel as you keep progressing further in the game. But I would definitely recommend this. I usually don't like spooky things. I don't think this is like particularly spooky scary, though. It just kind of has like dark, creepy vibes, but nothing that will really make you like jump out of your seat or turn you away from the game. It runs really great on Steam Deck. If you are a Steam Deck user, that is where I'm playing it and it runs great. 
but it's also on pretty much every console at this point, including Switch, I believe Xbox, PlayStation. So anywhere you can play games, you can find it. I think it's not even that expensive of a game. It's I think the base price is like 20 bucks, but it regularly goes on sale. I would give this a whirl, especially if you like card games, board games, and the like. I think this is a really intriguing concept of tying a underlying story to a card game. Very, very cool game. Won a bunch of awards when it came out. Very, like It was an indie darling, so definitely recommend. And I know Illegal, even though he loves card games, is going to take that recommendation and throw it in the trash. I already have. It's already gone. It's already down there with all the, with all the other recommendations. I know you're a Switch of, card of gamer, years gone though, by. but like you should seriously look into it. Maybe watch a trailer or so and uh, give it a look, because I think this is up your alley. Consider it noted. Especially since you like roguelikes now. Who would have known? I actually haven't played Returnal in a while. I need to get back to it. Well, I mean, but yes, you've been in the nominally. Phase, so, All right. Well, I think you have a quiz for us today. I do. And, you know, we griped about Netflix kind of bungling the Love is Blind reunion, but we're certainly not going to bungle the Love is Blind trivia. Woo-hoo. Wow, 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 wow. Do you want to walk us through the standings as they stand? I would love to stand atop the standings, but I'm not. I'm standing below the standings. So, Tactic is four and three. He's he's top dog at the moment. Nerd Bomber four and four. I am three and six. Steven, want to know? Congrats to Steven. So yeah, I need to win. Just always. All right. Here we are. So as always, you know our trivia game is Price is Right style, all numbers based. You have to get as close as you can to the correct answer without going over. As always, too, you have a lifeline once per game where you can either use plus one as your answer, which means, you know, going one above the person who answered first, or you can use the number one as your answer. Let's get into it. And Tactic will go first. So this will give Illegal a little bit of an advantage. I don't know if he'll take advantage of the advantage, but we shall see. A fighting chance. Let's call it a fighting chance because that's what it is at this point. If you're familiar with Love is Blind, you know the concept of the show is that the contestants all start out in pods. And these are rooms where they are soundproof. You can only hear the person on the other side of a wall from you, but you can't see that person. You're basically just talking through speakers at each other and you have a couch and you have long dates with each other through a wall in these pods. Approximately how many square feet is a pod on Love is Blind? 70 square feet. That's a really strong guess. I'm going to use my plus one out of the gate and say 71. All right, so the plus one did work to great effect. The rooms are about 12 feet by 12 feet, leading to a square footage of 144 square feet. Okay, they so we underdid it. From the show, they look more rectangular. They have notched, they have like notched edges, which kind of got me. It's, I would have guessed 81, nine feet by nine feet. So that's why I plus one, I was scared. Illegal is currently winning with one point and we have more questions to go. How many days total is the experiment from day one in the pods to I do or don't. Business days? It's not as long as you think. I'm going to say 21 days, three weeks. We know it's more than that. Maybe. It's, it's obvious 22 days. All right. So both plus ones have been used at this point, And Tectic wins this question. They are in for 38 days. So they have three weeks outside of the pods after they get engaged and 10 days. Seven, like, I knew it was significantly more, but I wanted to level it. It's not math. No, four weeks outside of the pods, 10 days yeah, there we go. in the pods. Math is hard. Okay, so no more plus ones. Now we got to actually use our cabezas. It is a tie game. So, Cameron Hamilton 
and Lauren Speed were contestants on the first season of Love is Blind. The only season one of the won. OG couples. You bastard. And they, you know, are still married, had a successful experiment, if you will. And they actually wrote a book about their experience. How many pages is that hardcover book? This is 235 pages. It's less than that. 50. 235 was a very strong guess. It is 272 pages long. They don't need that many pages to say (laughs) what we all know, which is that they love each other. (laughs) Apparently they do. They go back and forth. I I just kind of like, I didn't read the book, but I was skimming reviews and apparently they like go back and forth. So each chapter is a different person's perspective, kind of like in the pods. But okay, so Tectic is winning two to one, but so I, need to get, I need to get this one. Can still redeem himself. Speaking of contestants on Love is Blind, there was a recent lawsuit where contestants alleged that there were unsafe working conditions. They were overtired, what? given too much alcohol, and not paid enough for their time. And in that lawsuit was a figure for how much the contestants were paid per week they were on the show. How much were the Love is Blind contestants paid per week on the show? 10 Gs. $10,000. I think that's it. I think that's accurate. I vaguely remember seeing this. I think you might have busted if that is correct. And so I'm going to say this was a $1,000 a week. Tactic. What if I told you that you were right on the money? Yeah. Woo! They are paid $1,000 a week. What is crazy? Yeah, they're getting underpaid. Yeah, they're underpaid, especially when you consider how much money Netflix is likely making off Love is Blind as the show. But they are also responsible for doing their own hair and makeup once they are out of the pots. They are responsible for all of their clothes while filming, etc. It's a side though. Like, it's not meant to be a primary income. Correct, but they basically become mini superstars. Yeah, then they get brand deals. I think they should shut up. I, I, I lost. You did lose. Again, yeah. But you have, you have a chance to at least go out on a high note with its final question. In 2022, how many days did Love is Blind spend atop the, well, within, not atop, within the Netflix US top 10? Days or weeks? Days. This was 15 days. It's way more than that. <laughs> I, I don't know, 200? Oh, boy. All right. So Tactic gets this one, too, because you overestimated. It's 200. It's uh, 200. It's it spent 86 days in the top 10 more than Coco Melon, Stranger Things, and Ozark, some of the biggest shows of the year as well. But it was in the top 10 of our hearts for the entire year. So uh, that's fine. I, I, look, I didn't want to win. Um, it's rever- uh, reverse psychology. I'm going to come back stronger than ever next week what to take on Nerd Bomber. It makes me stronger. I'm three and seven. Tactic moves to five and three. Uh, congratulations to Tactic and congratulations to me for being a good sport. You know, participation award. So yeah, next week we'll be back. In the meantime, you heard our Twitter handles. Go hit us up on the Twitter sphere. Let us know what you think of this episode, what you thought of all the things we talked about, what you think of us, what you think of life. Get as deep as you want. We're here, we're here to chat with you. You can also head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, constructive criticism, anything you want over on Apple Podcasts. And uh, in the meantime, we'll see you next week. Stay safe and keep on podcasting.